Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. This is your daily financial news for Monday, December 19th. These are the five things that I think you need to know today. And yes, I am wearing this amazing t-shirt, cash flow over everything. Just thought it'd be fun. Anyways, the five things that you need to know today. One, let's talk about a growing theme. Over the last six months or so, you and I have talked about the Fed pivot. The Fed pivot has changed from cutting to pausing to simply slowing down, right? We got the first Fed pivot last week. They went from 75 to 50. I believe we will get another one in February 1st, which we will then go to a quarter and every rate increase thereafter will be a quarter. That said, there are more and more and more people talking about the Fed cutting rates in the summer, right? So let's call that June. Dan Bird and I had that discussion yesterday. Uh, Me, Kevin is talking about it, Jeremy Siegel, and the list goes on and on and on. I am currently not in that camp. I believe the Fed will not cut rates next year, but let's talk about it. I thought about it a bunch. And I came up with one, two, three, kind of four or five things that you and I could watch that if all or most of these happen, maybe we have a Fed rate cut. So one, I believe in order to have the Fed even consider cutting rates, we must have unemployment over 5%. Generally speaking, outside of a national shutdown, unemployment doesn't move that quickly. Now, it could. That is six months away. There is lots of thought that we will have a wave of layoffs in January. So is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? Not in my opinion. But again, go ahead and think about that. So that is point number one. In order for the Fed to cut rates, it is my belief that unemployment must go up to over 5% by June. Number two, GDP. Q1 and Q2 GDP must not only be negative, but negative by greater than 2.5%. So not only do we have to have unemployment shoot up, we must also have GDP growth really, really slow down. Now, of course, this is possible. We are a consumer-based economy, and you could see consumers already pulling back. So is it possible? 
Sure. Is it probable? Again, not currently in my opinion. Now let's talk about the big one. Let's talk about headline CPI inflation. The last reading of headline CPI. One sec. Sorry to do this. Hey, buddy. How are you? This little guy right here, Sonny, wanted to come and say hi. So I will hold him for the next couple of points. So CPI, the last reading was 7.1. So not only do we need to have unemployment fall, or I'm sorry, unemployment rise, not only do we need to have GDP be significantly negative, we must have inflation down to around 4% at a minimum, right? We have to have headline CPI by June down to 4%. Is it possible? Sure. Is it probable? Not in my opinion. Another one, stock market. I believe a fourth and very distant fourth. I believe the first three are the most important. Number four is the stock market. We must see wealth destruction of at least 25% from here, right? From where we are in the market today. So again, those are the things that I'm thinking about. We do have one weekly variable that you and I could watch. I wanted to highlight this. And that is on Thursday morning, we get weekly unemployment claims. That is probably the best weekly indicator that you and I could watch. And if that starts to jump from the low 200s to over 300 and probably over 325, it could be a sign that things are going in that direction. So again, could the Fed cut rates in by the summer? Sure. These are all, it's all about probabilities. And in my opinion, given the set of circumstances, unemployment over five, GDP lower than down two and a half percent, CPI headline at four, and the stock market down 25% from here. I just don't see it. There you go, buddy. So again, that is, you know, if you want to get my opinion on what would cause a Fed to cut rates by June, those are my four statistics. Let me know what you think. Do you think those are possible? Let me know. Comment below. Interact with me. Let's get this uh, video uh, to be seen by more and more folks. Like, subscribe, comment, you know, all that good stuff. Let's talk about Bank of America. Bank of America put out an interesting predictions or discussion about 2023. First thing first, they called for a recession in Q1, uh, a shallow recession, which nobody ever defined, right? What shallow, deep, soft landing, hard landing, all this gobbledygook. When I see soft or when I see shallow recession, just to put a number on it, I see that being less than 1% negative growth. That's what I've been talking about. So again, that's that's kind of what I, I call less than 1%. Bank of America sees in the first half pretty significant downside risk to the stock market to the tune of 36%. Wow, that's painful. And they are calling for housing to have two years of pain <coughs> because of limited supply. Builders are pulling back, vendor or interest rate lock-in, all the stuff we've talked about. They expect transactions in the housing market 
to be down for two years. Remember, we have been talking about transactions being the fly in the ointment for housing long before anybody else. And now Bank of America is saying it's going to be a problem for at least two years. So that was Bank of America. Let's talk about millionaires. There was a very interesting article published on CNBC today talking about millionaire investors, <coughs> excuse me, not being this bearish since 2008. <coughs> excuse me. 56% of millionaire investors believe we will see a double digit decline in the stock market in 2023. Double digits being obviously 10% or greater. Interesting thing in this survey, when you take the entire collection and then you slice it by age group, millennials, my daughter's generation, 81% of millennials expect stocks to be higher. Then when you look at Gen X, my generation, we expect stocks to be lower. Again, my generation has experienced the dot-com crash, the Great Recession. My daughter's generation, they certainly were around during the Great Recession, but they weren't really investing, at least at a significant level. I believe she was still in high school, if I do my math correctly, quickly. So again, it's interesting, right? <coughs> Millennials have been kind of seeing this V-shaped recovery. That is not normal, but lots of interesting expectations. So now let's talk about the housing depression. Again, something we called very early on this channel. I think we are going to see lots and lots of statistics this week. In fact, we got one already today. Home builder sentiment, down, terrible, blah, blah, blah. I believe this week, the numbers are going to be so bad across the board, existing home sales, new home sales, building permits. It's all going to be ugly, 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 ugly. The media is going to get it all wrong. The media is going to talk about like this trend is just going to continue. I believe this week is the start of a bottoming process. Again, remember housing sales, housing development never goes to zero. I believe starting this week, we are going to get numbers kind of showing a bottom. Now, admittedly, we will be on the bottom for a year at least, but I don't see numbers getting materially worse from here. For example, existing home sales. I'm looking over at my board. I'm calling for 4.08 million. I think that's on Wednesday, if memory serves. At the very bottom, which may come in January, it might be 3.9, 3.8, but we are close. This housing depression will start to be called by the media, but you and I know we are playing, we're, we're five moves ahead. This is the week where we get confirmation that the bottoming is in, in my opinion. So again, do the work, get your buy box, only write great offers. Remember, Anna Kelly, last Wednesday, showed us how she got a deal from a home builder, a brand new home for 30% off. I have shown you over the last six or seven weeks how to get properties off the MLS. Shoot, my first property is already listed and we already have offers. 
We're going to talk about that today at 9 o'clock on the Hub Call. We listed it Wednesday evening, really started getting transactions Thursday. We had offers Saturday. We got more offers Sunday. We are going to counter the one that we like the most today. All of the details will be on the Hub Call at 9 o'clock today. But rest assured, the numbers are coming in as expected. And I am proving, once again, that what we talk about, buy box, doing the work, writing crazy offers, works. Again, this is, this is out there for you. Do, do the work, folks. And then finally, I want to let you know about a super and exciting interview that goes live on this channel at 9 o'clock in whatever it is, 75 short minutes. There is going to be a one-hour discussion with me and the Uneducated Economist. The Uneducated Economist is a wonderful channel, somebody I have consumed content from for years. We have some, we have some friends in common, such as the Lumberjack, Matt, the Lumberjack Landlord. Uh, we have some viewers that are the same, and we got together this Sunday to talk about housing, housing crash and real estate investing. Simon, the uneducated economist, has is looking to become a real estate investor, and I wanted to help him help you, right? So what I helped Simon do is understand what a buy box is, understand what daily discipline is, understand how to calculate cash on cash, and he is going to take steps in that direction. It was a wonderful call. I felt like I was talking to one of my heroes. So again, that video goes live at nine o'clock. Uh, you'll hear about his experience uh, of losing a home to foreclosure. You will hear his experience about struggling uh, to buy a home recently. You will hear how excited he is that he's in it, how uh, his net worth has gone up, how he's now locked in because of interest rates, all of the things that we talk about on this channel. It was a wonderful, wonderful discussion. If you're not already following the uneducated economist, do yourself a favor and follow him. Let him know you came from one rental at a time so he knows his time with me on Sunday was valuable. A uh, couple other things. Did you see Meet Kevin is buying a plane? Uh, about two years ago, I did a video that was titled something like Meet Kevin Will Become Grant Cardone. And I think with yesterday's video, I watched it in the evening. Meet Kevin now is officially Grant Cardone Jr. Remember when Meet Kevin got all popular because he was chasing Grant Cardone around and he was giving him poinsettias and, you know, getting sued and all of this stuff? I did a video that said that he would become Grant. He did an event in Vegas. He's selling courses. He's doing all these. Now he's got a fund and he's raising private capital. And now he's got a plane. It is complete. The student has become the master or whatever that's called. So, again... Shout out me, Kevin. Uh, I think, frankly, a plane is required for house hack, what he's trying to do there. So makes perfect sense to me. But again, uh, I think that is pretty awesome. And then lastly, we want to congratulate Rachel. Rachel, here is your golden ticket. It will go out in the mail today. You are number 12 of 100. Uh, Rachel, thank you very much, folks. If you don't know what this is, this and... This card right here, this black card, are the most important goals for me. I'm trying to send out no less than 100 of these and, frankly, no less than 1,000 of these. 
I want to know that one rental at a time is helping. Uh, when you close a deal, when you buy a deal, whatever, build an ADU, let me know. I'm a remarkably easy grader. I want to send these out. I will need an address. A few of you have reached out to me in the last 48 hours. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Letting me know you closed the deal. But here's the deal, folks. The mailman needs an address. So again, when you send me a DM on Instagram or right off my website, uh, please include your address. I will mail you this. Uh, again, I don't need the property address you bought. I trust you. No problem. Uh, I just want to send these out. I want to know that I'm making a difference. And then finally, Nicole. Uh, Nicole found an Easter egg on my website around my course. Uh, your shirt is going out in the mail. And Javier, same with you. Your shirt is going out in the mail. Again, folks, we have a lot of great shirts online. Here's the, again, one cash flow over everything. How to use inflation to get rich, happy and sunny. All of those great things. Like, subscribe, comment. Take care. Bye-bye.